them down. It made them feel like, oh, I don't want to try because I want to fail. I don't want to be laughed at. And I would just say that God has ideas for you. You know, just like when you buy that box of matches, that first match doesn't light properly. You don't stop because there's always another match. There's always another idea the Lord wants to entrust you with. And the first thing you try may not be great. It might be awful. And that's okay. This is Rebecca here with Jump. Oh my goodness, it's been a long time. I can't believe it's September, but I'm excited to be back. Today we're going to have Sam Maxwell, which is going to share some amazing things, his story a little bit, and hopefully gets you to encourage. Um, we are now doing the podcast from Florida. Whew, we moved, guys. That was a That was a journey, okay? Not only that, I just realized that I was frozen by just thinking that I was not worth it to come back here. And that's such a lie. I just realized it's a lie and I'm moving forward and we are back. We are back stronger than ever with more innovations and things that we have to share with you. I also be reading my book here and posting on a podcast. I would love for you guys to just stay connected and feedbacks are always the best. So if you guys can jump in and give a feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Um, let's go ahead and get to the show. Sam Maxwell, welcome to Jump. Background, who are you? What do you do? Uh, tell us everything. Oh man. Okay. So who am I? I am, I am Sam. Sam, I am right. Um, school teacher. I teach English and English composition and history at a classical Christian school here in Williamsburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. I am a husband. Uh, let's see here. Going on 13 years. No, actually went on 14 years. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I have three awesome children, uh, two boys mm -hmm. and girl. The boys are 13 and 11 and daughter is eight, about to be 23. Um, mm. she has been my hero, by the way, through this whole like stay at home stuff with the, with the coronavirus, us, us all being in. She goes through four outfits a day. Wow. Like every day. She gets <laughs> and she gets dressed. I mean, she gets dressed. Oh, like, oh gets, my gosh. Like she is not letting this keep her down. She is just, it isn't so inspiring to see this little girl just in just whatever outfit she's wearing. And she'll go off by like, damn, I'm an outfit number seven. And it's absolutely amazing. I paint a tiny bit, a tiny bit. I do like one or two paintings a year. I'm a writer. I write poetry. I write stories. I'm a storyteller. Wow. And I'm a wannabe designer. So like I've been- You are a true creator. Tell me more. I'm a I renaissance. Tell man. me more. <laughs> like, no, like I think like shirts like that. Oh, that's you know, great. I'm playing with- shoes. shoes are my favorite thing. I heard about that. I got to show you something. So this one, it's it's kind of rough because it's really, it's a few years old. This is the first thing I made. But basically, I took a tennis shoe and I took a house shoe 
and I combined them. So the, the shoes like lined with fleece. No way. And yeah, I call them my couch racers because you know, like you're, you're sitting on the couch, right? You're watching TV. Oh my! And a commercial break pops up, and so you got to run in to get the ice cream. No way! <laughs> when the commercial break is over, and so that's why I call them that because like it's comfortable enough to sit on the couch, but you can run in them. Oh, that's fantastic! Anyway, oh my gosh, so that's kind of in a nutshell um, what I do. There's probably more, but I just yeah. Want to make- Things. I just love it. Well, he, the thing about it is that's why Julie said Sam is such a good fit for the podcast, friend. Uh, is did you can hear hear her voice? Hi, Brad. And uh, because I think that this podcast is for creator genius, it's for people that wants to create. And most of, of the creators that we have, they want to do a thousand things. It happens. Uh, you know, like I'm doing a podcast and I'm I'm running a book and I'm teaching a class and I want to do this and I want to do that. Yeah. So it's so uh, normal. The thing is, how do we administrate that in our own being and hearts? How can we nurture everything without losing one thing, right? Yeah. So in your passion for, let's talk about shoes first. Okay, we're going to start with your passion. Any passion about shoes, where is that come from? Take us back. Is that something like from your childhood that happens? It's What intrigues, what was the trigger point in your life, Sam Maxwell, that brought you to, this is what I would love to do? So I've always loved shoes from a, um, so growing up, I loved BMXing, rock climbing, um, you know, work fitness, you know, being out in the woods, me and my best friend, one of our goals was to be like, you know, those really cool, like CIA operatives, like you see in the movies, you know, like James Bond type stuff and (laughs) whatever. And uh, anyway, so as I'm going at these different sports, you know, on fencing, you know, I got introduced to fencing when I was a teenager and I noticed that these sports all had their own particular footwear that okay. went with, you right. know and like fencing shoes were designed a certain way you know to protect the heel and this right. extra leather in the toe and yeah bicycle shoes always have a stiffer plate anyway so I've always thought they were interesting and then I've always been aware of how your appearance it, it does it affects how people view you it does it does and oh so, no so that was always interesting to me. And I always thought it was like those choose your own adventure books. I knew what kind of day I would have based on what I was wearing. Mm. It's Stop just, everything. I'm yes. wearing pink today. Yes. So is this supposed to be like, I'm going to have a venture girly day? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. okay I'm going to argue pink is not girly. Okay. That's, that's step one. I love okay. pink. Pink Thank is... You. Bright, it is warm, it is creative, it is life bringing. Because you know, like we always associate life with like green, you know, because things grow green. But when flowers bloom, that's right, right? They bloom pink, they bloom red, and so to me, those colors, those colors of flowers, is it's not just growth; it is the culmination of growth. Okay, crescendo, right? 
Okay, next, everybody's going to be sending you a message, say, hey, Sam Maxwell, what about my shirt? You know, <laughs> that's crazy. Look, I, I don't want to make you uh, lose track. So when you grew up, you dress up and you said, I know what the day is going to feel like. I'm just capturing yeah. where you stop. And so, so, yeah, so then, um, anyway, so fast forward. So I've always been interested in clothing and fashion, but not from like a, I do like runway shows, but mm-hmm. it was just interesting. It was art. The older I got, the more I started noticing the art in it. And then uh, a few years ago, I was looking at some sneakers and they're these custom painted sneakers. And I was like, I want to do that. Which is what, you know, after you study something for a while as a creative, you have to go do that. It's not enough to be a spectator. Mm-hmm. And that's what really is a difference between people who love creativity and people mm-hmm. who are creative. Mm-hmm. And so, I, so I'm at the thrift store, I find a pair of shoes and I start drawing on them. So oh my like this piece, it was all white and I just took some Sharpies, nothing fancy. Wow. And I just started scribbling on them. Oh. And that just led me to getting paints and painting a pair of shoes and then discovering that those weren't the right paints. And I just started falling in love with taking sneakers and like these are all white when come I on them. now come on now Nick is gonna be calling you sam let me just say that <laughs> let me just speak that you over know. your life Nike is gonna be calling hey Nike, call that's sam that's you what know, and painting but then it started taking on like meaning sometimes like yeah. i would look at these and i would say like for example these shoes i was trying to figure out what colors to splatter on them and I really mm. felt like I was given the colors of purple and gold and green. And I was like, that's a weird combination. What are they? And they're actually the colors of Mardi Gras. Yeah. And yeah. But what I, you know, when I thought about it, I heard the Lord telling me, Sam, I want you to celebrate more. I want you to oh. celebrate your accomplishments more. So when you wear these shoes, remember that you need to celebrate your victories. Because I don't. I don't like when I went back to school and I got my undergrad and I got my bachelor's, I was like, yay. I immediately enrolled for my master's. And then when I got my master's, the only reason why I didn't move on, keep going was my wife was like, you got to stop for a minute. But I tend not to celebrate my victories. I, I tend not to celebrate my accomplishments. I tend to just, okay, I did that. What's next. And that's not all bad, but I believe the Lord wants us to pause for a moment, right? When the Israelites were going through the wilderness and things would happen, God would be like, make something to remember there. Make a, make a pillar of stones, make an altar. Like they would stop and praise God and celebrate that moment. And so that's just that reminder as creatives, we often can be our own worst critics, right? You know, you paint something, you write yeah. something. It's like, oh, it's horrible. Oh, no one needs to see it's that. Never go- and it's never good enough. And yeah. Right. But then let our children do something, mm-hmm. right? Let that baby take one step. And what do we do? Oh my gosh. Especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on Snapchat. We even made yeah. a TikTok out of it. It's yeah. on Facebook. We are like, everybody took one step and fell on his or her face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like in heaven, when we do step into something new, like, you know, the first time I painted a pair of shoes and mm. messed it up, you know, all I was thinking was, oh, it's the wrong paint. It's cracking. It's terrible. You know, and in heaven, they're just like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Sam did something new. Yeah. He reached out. Phil, come here. Phil, you got to come see this. Oh. Look, look what doing. 
You know, oh, he's doing it again. Oh, he's doing it again. Oh. And, you know, so I didn't have space to work in, and I was just in tears. Mm. <laughs> Grown man on the floor, crying over a pair of shoes he messed up, right? And my wife, Havala, walks in the room, and she's like, what's wrong, babe? We're like, it's, it's messed up in the paint, and I bought these new, and it's ruined. And she's like, I'm so sorry, honey. Let me see it. Mm. And she sat down on the floor with me, and then got up, got some stuff, came back in, and totally fixed it. I don't even know how she did it. Wow. But How like, she did. That's crazy. Like, you got like Q-tips and stuff. It was real precise. And because, I mean, she is an amazing artist too. You've got to speak. You got to talk to her one day. Seriously. Okay. And like, but that's what, that's another thing of what we need to be doing for each other as body of Christ. Like when we see our brothers and sisters creating, doing something new and they mm-hmm. mess up, it's how can we come alongside them? How can we help them? instead of just, you know, oh, you could have done that better. You messed up. Oh, no, no. You're right. It's like when we come down there and like she was being Jesus for me in that moment. Right. Like that's what she was doing because that's what Jesus does for us. Right. He comes down, sits next to us in our mess. And it's like, here, let me take a look and totally restores it, makes it better. Not even restoring. Restoring implies that it's like it was. It's beyond that. It's upgraded. It's better. Anyway. So man's shoes, that's kind of, I don't know if I answered your question or not, but. So, yeah. So what you're saying is just, it was born, this whole creativity is, it was born how it made you feel. And that's the truth. It's the story that you told is how it made you feel. And as you speaking, I was thinking to myself, I need the shoes painted. I really do. (laughs) So. My size is nine. I am going to figure it out how to get myself a shoes, okay? Nine. Even if I have to drive up there by the time it's Thanksgiving this year, I'll drive up there to get my shoes on. Well, so here's how this works. So this is, this is again, something new. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, it's really... Julie and Jason are the ones I st- actually was their daughter Elena was the first one I tried doing this with somebody else. She wanted a pair oh. of shoes, and I asked I asked her a little bit. So what size? You know what style? And so actually, so I'm going to ask you that real quick. What style of shoe are you thinking about? Like you think like a sneaker, like a high top, like a low top? No, I'm thinking about a uh, Converse. Converse. Yeah. Okay. High top or low top? Low top. Okay. All right. So here's so here's what I did when she first told me. Like I started just like praying about it, and asking the Lord, what shoe should I get? What color should I choose? And because she gave me creative freedom, and I was like, okay, that was scary. So I started praying about it because one of the things that I teach my students is I talk about how like we're not we're not in control, and not in a negative way. But in that God is ultimately the one who sees the outcome of everything we do. So we talk about verse Proverbs 16, 9, commit your ways to the Lord and he will establish your plans. Yes. So I started praying about it and the Lord gave me colors for her shoes and even a word that went with it. And, um, and the same thing, I did the same thing for Julie and Jason. And it takes a while. Sometimes it takes, you know, but it just seems that what is created is so much more powerful than just, a pair of painted shoes because anybody can throw paint on shoes, mm-hmm. right? But what makes, but what 
makes it different is that it's not just a pair of shoes, but it's actually a prophetic word. Yeah, all right. So then you are so explain to people when the people are listening to this, they have no idea what prophetic word means. What is a prophetic word? A prophetic word is God's is the word of God speaking to you. Okay. So the Bible is the word of God for all of us. Okay. Right? And prophecy is really just saying what God has said. Okay. Prophecy does not mean the future. Okay. It can. It can, but it can also mean the present. It can even be a reference of your past. Mm, and so okay. a prophetic word is where you are seeing that person as God sees them, as God sees them. Okay. And I'm going to give you a short story to, exa- to be an example of that. So I was okay. teaching... Last year, my seventh grade class, we were doing an assignment, and I really felt like I heard the Lord say, you know what? Stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I was like, guys, let's just stop. This isn't working. Let's just stop. And I had them take their paper and fold them into paper airplanes. And then they lined them on the sidewalk, and they threw the paper airplanes. It was really, it was not, it sounds dumb now that I'm saying this all out loud. But what happened was that, then they would come to me and they would say, Mr. Maxwell, my plane flew like this. And without even thinking, like I, it would just be like, well, then you are obviously going to be a person who is going to set directions and you are going to achieve your goals. And I had one student who came and was like, well, I, my plane wasn't flying right, so I crumpled in a ball and threw it. And then it flew really far. And it's like, you're going to be a person who is going to not accept the status quo. You're going to take the established systems and you're going to turn on its head and you're going to do things the world's never seen. Oh, wow. And it was, and it was not, it was like God was showing me who they were and who they were going to be. And in, a, in that, for that one, for like 30 minutes, I felt like I saw my students as God saw them. Right. And they weren't just, you know, seventh grade boys and girls, but they were men and women with destinies and purpose. And it meant so much that I actually saved Oh, oh, I see it. Oh. I just uh, stapled them all on this canvas. And wow, just a reminder to me that God can speak to us in the most random moments if we're listening, if we're trying to listen. Mm. And the other thing about a prophetic word is that it will hold up with scripture. It okay. will never contradict the Bible. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I get that. Now, listen, this is a little different for our listeners here, but if you could take five minutes to give a prophetic word to those that are listening, is that something that we could do? Only one way to find out. Okay. Right. Give me a second. Um, So I'm going to tell you, so this is, uh, <laughs> it's weird saying this out loud because I don't really talk to people a lot about this a lot, but the way for me, for me, people are like music. And so for me, understanding people, because I often, I often mis- misinterpret sometimes what people say, but there's something deeper than our words and it might be pattern behavior recognition i don't know what you want to call it but to me it's like music it's like an orchestra you know and the different violins and how do you know which violin you're listening to and it's the 
the notes they're playing and and then I try to turn that into words. Sometimes I fail because I'm not super great at it. Um, so what I want you to picture, this I'm is what I want you to picture. I want you to picture somebody sitting somewhere or driving or and they're listening to this and they feel completely hopeless in their lives. They have not finding peace. They're struggling to sleep. They are artists and they don't know how to find any answers to their lives. What will be the one message and one phrase that you like to speak to that person? So when you're trying to start a fire, you start off with something very small, very thin, pieces of paper. Um, even before the kindling, you just have something very, it's easily flammable that lights up very easily. We don't try to light the log on fire right away. I mean, let's do a blowtorch, but you know, you're just working with matches, right? And a match is like an idea. You know, it strikes you and it flares up for a second. And if you don't do anything with it, it will go out. Mm-hmm. There's not enough wood on a match to keep burning. But if you apply it to something small, to something simple, right? And then you can add a little bit and a little bit more. And for those people that are listening that are, they don't know how to be creative. They don't feel like they are creative or maybe they've tried them down and made them feel like, oh, I don't want to try because I want to fail. I don't want to be laughed at. And I would just say that God has ideas for you. You know, just like when you buy that box of matches, that first match doesn't light properly. You don't stop because there's always another match. There's always another idea the Lord wants to entrust you with. And the first thing you try may not be great. It might be awful. And that's okay that God has for you. It's not the first step isn't immediately into the destiny, but the first step is getting closer to it. And the next step is getting closer to it. And I just want to say every step you are taking, you are getting closer to that which your heart desires. Mm-hmm. Even though you can't see it, even though you don't know it's right around the corner, I'm telling you, it is right around the corner. And do not stop. Keep doing those simple things. Keep doing those small things. Be faithful to that because the Lord is excited and he is delighted in you. And he is delighted in those little steps that you are taking. That little tiny four-line poem that you wrote, he threw a party. Mm. When you painted that first flower, he threw a party. When you took that first picture, he is so excited. Amen. That's so great. That is so healing that all this is just so healing. You said that you are a writer, so you're a lover of words. A lot of the artists that I am bringing here, they seem to love words. Mm. And are you a collector of quotes? Do you love quotes? quotes? I love quotes. Ah. I, have, I have a Pinterest board just full of quotes because I have that brain that I can't remember yeah. anything. Yeah. So yes, I love quotes. Dearly. Okay, so share your favorite quote with us. Oh, my favorite quote, Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts mm. or, the, or the one who points out how the doer of deeds could have done better. I'm going to misquote this, so bear with me. But the credit belongs to the man in the arena, the one whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who at best knows the triumph of high achievement and at worst 
If he fails, he failed while daring greatly. So his place will never be with those timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Mm. And I never remember that quote perfectly, but that, that it's not the critic who counts, right? It's the person who's doing the thing. So, you know, and another one, another quote, it's by a a film guy, film, filmmaker, Casey Neistat. Um, He says, people who say it can't be done should not interrupt those who are doing it. People who say it can't be done should not interrupt those who are doing it. So that is a good. Right? Right? If you're doing something, back to those who are listening, if seriously, if you're doing something, if you want to do something and your family's telling you it can't be done, your friends telling you it can't be done, and you're already in the midst of working on it, you don't need that. Shut the noise down. Now, unless you're trying to skydive without a parachute, um, I'm going to discourage you from that one, right? There's some things you shouldn't do, you know, pouring a bunch of fuel on a fire and then lighting with the match while standing close. I did that once. Don't do that one. But for the most part, you know, those dreams you have, I want to be a painter and you're starting to paint and someone's like, it's never going to work. No, no, no. If you're after it, go after it. So good. I absolutely love this. Mic drop. This is a moment. <laughs> Shut the noise down. Mm-hmm. Shut the noise down. Absolutely. That's, that's it. You know, I think that there's so much more that I can talk to you. I cannot say enough how much I appreciate for you to show show up here and share the gift inside of you. I really appreciate it. I just want to say thank you to Jules and Jason for introducing ourselves here. And I cannot wait until I can put my hands on my pair of shoes. <laughs> uh, tell me how can people find you and connect with you? Tell us. All right. So most of my creative work, so I prefer Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I have my shoes and stuff. That's on, it's called Bob X Fred, literally B-O-B-X-F-R-E-D. And then uh my other hand, and then me personally is at Samu Maxwell, all mm-hmm. one word. And that's really it. I mean, I am on YouTube a little bit. I'm starting to learn about making videos. I've made a few. That's kind of one of my new adventures I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying and failing on that one and getting better every day. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, and then YouTube, I think, is Samu Maxwell as well. And that's mainly where I am. That's wonderful. That should keep you busy enough. So yeah. if you listen to this at the sound of my voice, go find Sam and uh, ask him for a prophetic shoes of your destiny. And <laughs> we're going to keep, let's keep this amazing artist busy for at least for the next five years, guys. Right, That's right. my challenge to you. Right. Uh, Sam, I just want to say thank you for coming and sharing your heart and your gifts. And I'm excited to see your future, where you're going to go in life. I'm excited to meet you, hopefully, uh, at the Farina's house sometimes this year. Yes. And, uh, and thank you for shut the noise down. Thank you for that. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for being such an inspiration for creatives and artists like me who are just starting out. Um, you're just awesome. Your story is amazing. Thank you for all that you're doing. You are so welcome. Uh, I'll see you again, Sam. Bye. Drop your ready.